Alright guys, what's going on? Welcome back to week four of Bucket Hats and Toe Taps featuring myself, Jimmy Erickson. Um, what's going on guys? We got a lot to go over this week. We had a whole bunch of big matchups. We had a whole bunch of big losses this week. So I'm going to hop right into things with the gold division. We had a Friday night matchup between Pass and TDs and the Terps. Pass and TDs ended up coming out on top. 42 to 26. Not gonna lie, did not expect that. Pass and TDs being the second place team, I thought they'd put up a fight, but I didn't think they'd pull away as far as they did from Pass and or from Terps. I thought that'd be more close matchup, maybe like a one touchdown game or something. But um, Terps being a strong team and everything, it was interesting to see uh the game play out, see them end up losing by uh 16 and everything. So um, we'll hope to see them bounce back next week. Then after Friday we had the Sunday night or the Sunday matchups. 9 a.m. we had Ooh, sorry about that guys. We had body bags versus two plus club. Body bags ended up getting beat up 27 to 47. Two plus club making a name for themselves in the gold division. Haven't got a loss yet to my knowledge. They have the most points scored throughout the league and everything. They're clear first in the gold division as of right now. So they're the team to beat. Um, after that matchup, we had Pass and TDs versus Mean Machine, uh, 2.0 that is, and Pass and TDs ended up winning 28-27. to Again, it seems like after they beat the Terps, they're the clear second place team right now. It seems like 2 plus club and then Pass and TDs right underneath them. They're the only ones who's kept it close, and they're the only ones who have, I believe, been able to beat the Terps by more than one score, let alone, I think they've lost most of their games by like one or two points, actually. It's kind of crazy. Um... Gang Green ended up playing, playing Plan B. Uh, they ended up winning 26-21. That was an absolutely phenomenal game. Plan B had the lead. Gang Green ended up driving down the field towards the end of the game. Had a questionable call towards the or Should I say no call towards the end? Um, I'm pretty sure when there's any contact after the quarterback throws the ball from the decisions I've seen by other referees that there's supposed to be a pass interference call. And... Uh, on fourth down with about 45 seconds left, um, plan B threw a deep ball, and the defender ran right through the quarterback, like absolutely ran through the quarterback, Vela, and um, he ended up getting hit on a deep ball, and uh, that ball ended up becoming incomplete. I'm not going to say the ball was going to be caught if he wasn't hit, but seeing as he was hit, even if he spun any contact with the QB after the pass, I'm to my understanding, is pass interference. So I think that should have been called. That would have gave them the first down. If I'm Oh, not pass interference, roughing, should I say. But I believe that would have given them the first down, and that would have ended up giving them the victory over Gangrene. But Gangrene ended up getting the ball back. With like 45 seconds left, they ended up driving down the field um, and winning the game. Uh, I'm not going to say, again, that play blew the entire game out, but plays like that, you can't... Yeah, the referees can't be missing calls like that. It's kind of crazy. But I'm not going to complain about it too much. Um, game after that, we had past our prime versus the Terps. The Terps ended up losing again, 34 to 31. Again, another loss by like three or less points from the Terps. It seems like they tend to be beating themselves over and over again. Big uh, pass interference calls, little mistakes and everything here and there. So I think they'll improve a little bit more come the playoffs. I think they're getting all their kinks out right now, and I think they'll be the clear third-place team in the division possibly. But I I honestly don't know as of right now, only due to the fact that they do have quite a few losses, but most of them, again, only coming from 
three or less points, if I'm not mistaken. But um, we're going to move on to the Silver Division. After that, we had Notre Dame Legends played Huffin' and Puffin' on Friday at 6 p.m. That was an absolutely phenomenal game. Watch that game to the end. Saw Notre Dame Legends ended up winning 43-42. Absolute slugfest. They were going back and forth with each other, scoring back and forth. Wasn't much defense played in that game. A lot of high-scoring offense in that game. Um, then we came up to Sunday where we had the War Sharks versus Huffin and Puffin. War Sharks ended up winning 36-32. Uh, War Sharks then had a doubleheader against the Comebacks. After playing their first game, War Sharks ran into a couple injuries. I think they had like two or three injuries. One of their bigger wide receivers, Travis, went down with a uh, knee injury. He wasn't able to come back in. They ended up losing that one 28-48. So they picked up a win on the day, a loss on the day. Not too terrible coming from the War Sharks. Um, losing the comebacks was big. I think that was a gold division team that might have ended up getting dropped down to silver. Um, I don't think they were doing that well, so it's good to see them drop into silver, get a win, especially over one of the higher-powered teams in this division. Um, it being 48-28, I don't know if that was just injuries or whatever, but it's um, it's nice to see them make a home for themselves in uh, silver there. Then we had Notre Dame Legends again play balls deep. They ended up winning 47-26. It seems like Notre Dame Legends has made themselves at home in silver. They kind of destroyed team, the team they played in bronze, went up to gold, got beat up a little bit, and now they seem to be having pretty decent games where they're either winning by 20 or just squeezing out uh, wins. So it seems like this is the division they belong in without uh, Henry Smith being there. I don't know if Henry Smith was there on Sunday or Friday, but still haven't seen this guy. Still kind of excited to... Uh, See if he ends up playing again, because I hear he's a blast to watch. Talks about himself in third person, etc., etc. Um, we mentioned the Gang Green playing Plan B game, and then All Madden ended up losing to Doctor D. That is something, guys, that I did not expect. That's what I'm gonna say was my misprediction of the day. Doctor D. I've been saying they've been getting their sea legs under them. They've been finally learning, not learning, but remembering how to play football. They were a very good team. Previous to the season, they ended up playing um, All Madden and winning 34-32. to A absolute great game. Very surprised. Um, All Madden, I was saying, might have been like a second-place team inside of Silver. But after a, lo a loss like that, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how things play out. Um, we'll see how All Madden adjusts to the loss and everything. And we'll see how they end up bouncing back as of next week. We moved down to the Bronze Division on Friday. We had Mean Machine play Brooklyn Wu. I'm not going to say I predicted this, but I kind of said this was going to happen. Brooklyn Wu kind of ran over Mean Machine 35-7. to Brooklyn Wu's got a very high-powered offense, and they were honestly just kind of dancing all over Mean Machine the entire day. Uh, quarterback looked clean, but the Brooklyn Wu's offense was, or defense was just all over them. And their offense did not allow the defense to, um, they scored a lot, like a lot. And it wasn't just big plays. It was a lot of, uh, a couple checkdowns and a lot of beat flags. So, um, it was nice to see a nice grinding game at a Brooklyn Wu posted just the deep balls the entire game. Then we had, uh, Watkins versus Monsters on Sunday. They, Watkins ended up losing 8-37. to Wow. I... I'm not going to lie, I told Gary I wanted to see this rematch when he asked me to make matchups for this week. I did not expect Watkins to get beat up as bad as they did. Monsters came back with a chip on their shoulder after getting beat barely. They ended up showing that it was a mistake that they ended up getting beat. 
and that they <clears throat> are a high-powered offense in bronze right now and got a pretty stout defense holding Watkins to only eight points. So that was an interesting matchup to see. I'm not going to say I wasn't surprised by that, but that was an absolute show by the Monsters, and I'm very impressed by the way they played. Um, Spartans then ended up playing Sea Park. They ended up losing 26-28. to 28. Uh, That was a very intense game, very personal game. Joey ended up shoving Nikki T at one point. I, I don't know what was going on there. Nikki T's like literally three times Joey's size. I don't know. That was a bad idea, Joey. I wouldn't go picking on players like literally three times your size. But uh, Spo kind of mossed Joey at one point in time. They took shots at the missing quarterback who was standing on the sidelines. So it was a very personal game. Very uh, hard-fought victory by C Park. After that, we had the Chargers versus Dior. I'm, I wanted this matchup again. I, I said after the second week, I think it was. Or, no, it was the third week matchup because it was my second podcast that the game between Chargers and Dior didn't go Dior's way. And Chargers ended up playing Dior again. They won again 35, but the Dior scored 34 points this time. So they ended up winning 35-34. Clearly a better fought uh, game by Dior. I definitely think they're improving throughout the season, and they have a chance of being a top-level team. But right now, it seems like <clears throat> in bronze, it's Sea Park, Chargers, Brooklyn Woo, LMA sprinkled in there a little bit. But uh, speaking of LMA, they actually ended up losing 20 to 21 against Mean Machine. That was a uh, that was a curveball. Didn't expect that one. I expected LMA to win by like 21 points. Um, they were a high-powered team. They were playing really well. They beat a couple teams that they shouldn't have, and they came up against Mean Machine, who just got blown out by Brooklyn Wu, and Mean Machine wanted to make a statement, show that they belonged in this division at least, not getting knocked down in another division or anything. So um, they took the win there. Brooklyn Wu ended up playing Chargers. I think that was like a first- and second-place team kind of uh, fight right there. Brooklyn Wu ended up winning 41-33, two high-powered offenses, clearly just scoring back and forth. Uh, great game there. And then you had LMA play Dior at 4 o'clock. LMA ended up losing also that game 20-26. to So LMA taking two losses on the week. Not something that I expected, but um, we'll see how their matchup next week pans out and everything when we get to matchups, and we'll see what the standings look like to uh, give a little bit more insight on uh, standings and whatnot. We're going to move on to Diet Bronze for the matchups for last week. We had two Friday night matchups. We had Grape Apes versus the Pylon Pythons. Grape Apes ended up losing 21-26, a game you did not expect Grape Apes to drop. They ended up dropping to the Pylon Pythons. Um, Big Al, I think, ended up showing up late to that game, if I'm not mistaken. I might be tripping, but Big Al was showing up late recently. He showed up late to the one game. He showed up late to the other game. Gary keeps going, where's, where's, where's Big Al? I don't, I don't know, man. He seems to be showing up late to these games and... uh. Losing by one or two scores, you kind of wonder if Big Al was in there in the beginning when they have had those one or two scores. or I, I don't know. I, I don't want to take anything away from that team. But Great Babes, still a great team. Um, Militia ended up playing Preachers 31-36. They ended up taking it over the Preachers. Uh, Militia's a very, very well-playing team. They have one kid on their team who he does this weird thing with his knees when he runs. Like He gets very low to the ground. And he, like, drags his knees just to the point where they're almost touching. So he gets very low. So when you're trying to grab his flag, you can't. Preachers had such an issue grabbing his flag when he would do that. He just kept scoring on them. So 
that was a um interesting game to watch. Then we moved on to the Sunday matchups for Diet Bronze. We had great uh Stormcloaks versus the Phantoms, which ended up in a tie. I thought the Stormcloaks ended up taking this one because there was a play towards the end where um they threw a ball right to the end zone. He ended up getting called out of bounds on a bobbler. So, or no, he was out of bounds in the beginning. Like he ran out of bounds and then didn't reestablish himself inbounds before catching the ball. So that ended up making it. So it was a no catch. They ended up tying the game 13-13, no overtime in this league. So just ended up being a tie. Um, <clears throat> Phantoms had a lot of missed opportunities. A lot of uh, red zone opportunities that they were not able to convert on. And a lot of offensive opportunities that were just kind of blown. Um, but outside of that, they put a very their defense is very well played. They do not let up a lot of points. Their offense is just having a very hard time scoring right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back from a tie. It's not a bad thing, but it's not the greatest thing for them, seeing as they were like in the middle of the division. So that could put them ahead when it comes to uh standings and everything if they end up winning a couple more games but again you gotta win games you can't just keep tying games so we'll see uh abusement park look to bounce back from that tie or abusement park phantoms bounce back from that tie and see how they end up playing um next game was grape apes versus abusement park this game i've got a lot about a lot to say great game overall ended up coming down to the wire grape apes got the ball we're driving downfield on the final drive and everything and it comes down to the, what I would consider, I guess you could say the final play. There's about seven seconds left. Previous play, someone just blitzed. They ended up getting um, Big Al to throw the ball off. He threw the ball incomplete. Fourth down now. Abusement Park then asks the referee on the sideline, do we still have our blitz? After clearly just blitzing on two seconds, Vic knew he blitzed, but someone else on the team asked. And the referee on the sideline said, no, you didn't blitz. <clears throat> Great Babes got confused because they clearly just got blitzed the play before. Called the timeout. In the time that somebody called the timeout, um, one of the sideline people ended up offering to show a video to the referee to show that they blitzed on two. I had footage on my camera that showed that the guy came across on two, if not before two. And then he didn't want to accept any of that and still gave them the blitz, which ended up getting in Big Al's face. Um, he batted down the ball. Game over. Grape Apes ended up losing 38-40. Again, I don't want to say the Grape Apes would have scored there, but the way the routes were developing and the way that Big Al drew up that play, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's it's only fair to say that I think they got robbed out of this one. And that's where I'm going to leave that because I don't want to get too much into the refing or anything because if I do, I'm going to get yelled at. But uh, I definitely think you can't call too two blitzes after clearly seeing the blitz come across and then when people offer you footage for the blitz and you're gonna say no i don't want to take it like that I, I feel like that's just laziness on your on someone's part but whatever we move on uh renegades played pylon pythons renegades ended up losing i was very impressed by the way the pylon pythons played they were playing a very stout defense very well played game ended up being <clears throat> beating what i thought to be the second place team in this division in the renegades if not the first place team after beating the the great apes so it was um, <clears throat> good to see the Pylon Pythons grab two victories last week after uh, starting the season off really rough. Um, then Militia played Team Highlight. They ended up winning 26-19. Again, that one receiver who runs really funny, low to the ground and everything, he was just breaking, not breaking tackles, but they just couldn't get his flag the way he was running. So it's really interesting to see that. 
Militia seems like the team that might be moving up in the power rankings throughout um, Diet Bronze. But like I said, Great Babes Renegade is still on top. We'll see how Abusement Park and Phantoms end up coming up, um, adjusting and everything. And then we'll see how the Stormcloaks end up uh, playing next week. And we'll kind of get a better picture of this division. Because right now, I, I keep saying every week we'll get a better picture. But every week we get these funny matchups that aren't giving us like uh, differentials between like it's like out of division matchups or like the teams that are close to each other aren't playing each other. So they end up be, like, we're not getting any distance between the top teams and the bottom teams. It seems like everybody's equal really besides the two um, right at the top right now. So we'll see how that ends up playing out. And then we have the plastic division or the co-ed division. Take it how you want it. I don't care. Um, Donnie's angels played show us your TDs. Uh, they ended up losing seven to 54 I don't even think we scored 54 points. I don't think there's no way we scored 54 points, but apparently we did. I think that's a little absurd. But um, we had a new player come in in Pedro. He um, he's playing offense and defense. He got a couple deep passes, got a couple interceptions and everything. So it's um good to see a new addition to show us your TDs, Donnie's Angels. It's not that they were performing bad. They had a lot of very well-drawn-up plays and everything. A lot of the receivers dropped the ball, so I don't want to put it on the quarterback. I'm definitely going to say it was a lot of the receivers dropping passes and a lot of passes that went for a lot of yardage that ended up getting called back, I think, like two or three touchdowns where one uh, one of the players was um, – he broke all our ankles. He just got around the entire defense, ended up scoring and everything, and um, – during that, he, he ended up getting called back for flag guarding like three times. So I, at one point in time, I was yelling at the referee. Even when I saw the flag guard, I was like, put your flag away. I was like, stop, stop calling it. I don't care. Let, let, him, let him go. But um, yeah, I, I just think the flag guarding was a little excessive that night. And then uh, we talked about Militia playing Preachers already. That was a great matchup. Again, the one receiver was just absolutely not getting his flag taken off. Then we came up to the Sunday night match or the Sunday morning matchups, Sunday evening, I guess you could say for uh, Plastic. We had Donnie's Angels versus Motley Crew. They ended up losing eight to forty-six. Um, Motley Crew, like I said, they're pretty good team, so it's not uh, like confusing seeing Motley Crew um, score a lot of points against Donnie's Angels, only because they are a very athletic team. They just need to get things together. I think they finally figured out what was going on with their offense, who they needed at quarterback. So. They um, adjusted with that, and they figured out what they needed to do, and finally got, I think, either their first win or their second win under their belt, so that's good to see out of Motley Crue. Uh, Preachers played Globo Gym Purple Cobras. I expected the Preachers to lose this one. They ended up winning 33-12. to That just goes to show Globo Gym, a lot of these plastic teams, they might not be as great as people say they are um, or expect like a top team or a top two team might not be as much of a powerhouse as some of the other teams like um like two plus club in gold where they're like absolutely standouts like it seems like this division's pretty even any team can beat any team just seems to be who shows up on the better day so um <clears throat> after that matchup you had Khaled versus unguarded Khaled ended up winning 27 19 no surprise there unguarded scoring against a team that's not you know Donnie's Angels finally throughout the season, so it's nice to see them put up points on the board. Um, but again, you lost, so you guys can't really talk all that shit if you guys are going to continue losing. Abikus, uh, he got his first touchdown apparently this week. I love that kid. I really hate the rest of his team, though. Unguarded. Do not like you guys. Anyways, moving on. Show us your TDs. Uh, 
I got to play the Tribe at 3 o'clock. We ended up losing 26-40. We were on a uh, game-tying drive, I guess you could say, towards the end. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, all right, so this is what happened. It was 26 to... What do we take? 12 points away from that. 28 to... to yeah, so we were up like 26-25, I think, to score. Maybe 26-24. And then it came down to fourth down. They were about to score. They were in the red zone. And we rushed Dante. Dante ends up getting in front of the kid. The kid jumps to throw the ball, and Dante reaches up to grab his flag. In the process, a flag is thrown. We're like, what's going on here? Like, what happened? Like, who was someone holding or something? And the uh, referee calls pass interference on Dante because when he reached up to grab the flag, apparently he made contact with the quarterback who was jumping in the air and ended up getting a roughing the passer called on him. They ended up getting a first down and then still took three more plays to score. So that just goes to show, well, even if it was a replay of down, we would have stopped them there. But they got a free, fresh sets of downs. They ended up scoring. They ended up going up, um, I think, seven points because they went for two. And then uh, we ended up, you know, trying to get down the field, trying to score. And uh, we turned it over on fourth down. Ended up letting them score trying to get it back again and trying to score it was like we had to give up the touchdown to try and score twice or try to score once and then get the onside and then score again but didn't end up happening so it's a well-fought game on the team's part I'm not gonna say it was thrown on the flag but I definitely think that that had a huge factor in the outcome of this game but again yeah no that totally changed the game it's bullshit but whatever um we move on um, that was all of the matchups from last week. We're going to go over the standings. And then after I go over the standings, we're going to go into a little preview of the up and coming week. So we're going to start in the gold division right now. Like I said, we have two plus club clearly at the top five and out right now. Um, 215 points for it's kind of ridiculous. Um, passing TDs right behind them at five and one. They're clear first and second team right now. Um, two plus club clearly number one passing TDs right below them the only team that's been close to beating them so it was an it's going to be interesting to see if these two teams just stay powerhouses or if some of the new additions or possibly some of the teams that are in lower in the rankings end up making a uh, impact in this division gangrene 4-0 now they finally moved up to gold after beating a whole bunch of they beat a dummy team a silver team and I don't even know what else they played but I know it wasn't like a lot of matchup outside of plan B and that game you saw was close being 21-26 so it's interesting to see them moved up to goals how they're going to perform and everything. We have uh past our primes at 2 and 2, Terps at 2 and 3 where they realistically should be like 4 and 1 if they could just close out the games like they're 2 and 3 and they have a minus 2 point differential. It just goes to show like the games they've lost have not been by a lot and the games they've won have been by a decent margin enough to <coughs> make up for the games that they lost and everything. So um, I think the Terps can kind of move up possibly to a three or four spot, depending on how Ken Green pro, uh, performs. And then um, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, gold turns out from there. Yeah, body bags at two and three. Not the greatest team, not the worst team. They put up a couple good fights, but uh, I think they're more of a middle of the pack, possibly bottom of the division team. You have Me Machine 2.0, finally got their first win. But again, looking like a bottom of the division team. 
And you have Moneymakers, who I think this was the team Al and Gary were talking about. It's a new team. They finally got added in. Uh, they should have matchups this upcoming week. I think when we go over the schedule, I'll talk about them a little bit more. I don't really know anything about them, to be 100% honest, but we'll go into a little bit of preview on that team. Um, we're going to move into the South Division, where we have Plan B 3-1, and All Madden 3-2, and War Sharks 3-2, and Notre Dame Legends 3-2. and So there seems to be a pretty big fight for the top uh, two and three teams. Plan B seems to be... The Silver Division leaders, as of right now, only have 72 points against, 133 points for. Very well played defense, very well played offense. So um, it's going to be interesting. See if they can stay atop the standings and everything. Um, All Madden, I thought 100% was the clear second team. But after losing to Dr. D, I, I don't know. They clearly have a couple matchups that they're not strong against, so... It's going to be interesting to see if All Madden can stay in that second spot or if War Sharks or Notre Dame Legends might slide in. You got Balls Deep at 3-3, three and three, Outlaws 2-2. Two and two. I think Outlaws will move up to more of a fourth, possibly third place team, depending on how uh, their season pans out. They're a very strong team, been playing together. They practice a lot. So uh, the comebacks, you got at 1-2. and two. Like I said, I believe they were a, I believe they were a gold team. That ended up getting knocked down to silver. But they're one and two. Not doing the greatest, but um we'll see a little bit more from them. I don't know much about that team. Dr. D got their first win at one and three, finally beating All Madden. If they could beat a team that I thought was second place, I don't know. I think Dr. D has the chance to perform, do a lot of really, really cool things in this division. Um, possibly mix up the standings and everything. So it's gonna be interesting. How we have the next couple of matchups, especially with rain happening for the next two days. <clears throat> I don't know if we're going to end up having our games on Sunday. I don't know if the uh, turf games are going to be the only games going on, but we're going to see how that pans out. We might have a uh, couple double headers ended up having to be played and everything to make up for the missed weeks. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Huffin and Puffin at the bottom of silver at one and four. They don't seem to be doing too hot right now. I don't know if Gary's going to knock them down. They might have room in the bronze division. I, I don't know how everything's panned out right now, but it seems like they might just be stuck at the bottom of the silver division until they can drop next season. I, I really don't know. Um, in the bronze division, you have Brooklyn Wu, clear first place, 5-0. and No competition between that team, honestly, in bronze as of right now. Uh, Monsters 3-2, and two, I think they're a powerhouse offense, very good defense. They, uh, they made it known after beating Watkins, after getting beat, um, them having a loss to a team they just beat up as bad as they did, I think that that's a huge factor in their standings, but I think they're going to probably have mostly wins from here on out. I, I'll give them like a 70-ish percent win ratio from the rest of the season, I think. So um, <clears throat> I think they're going to be towards the top of the division. Dior and Chargers are going to be fighting for the three and four spots as of right now, in my opinion. You have Watkins at 2-2. Two and two. They could slide into a 3 spot. I don't know how they perform against Chargers and Dior. Spartans are 2-2. Two and two. They have a very talented team along with C. Park. So it's going to be um, good to see how they end up playing the next couple of games. All these the, these games in bronze are huge because you have a lot of 3-2 and two teams, a lot of 2-2 two and two teams. Same thing with the silver division. Having a lot of teams with the same record and everything 
these uh, matchups this week are going to be like differentiators between the top teams and the bottom teams finally making a uh, clear top half and a clear bottom half of the division as of right now. So uh, then you have me, Machine at two and four, and LMA at one and three after two rough losses. I really thought they were going to start trailblazing through this division, but it looks like they got stopped really quick in their tracks and uh, got a little bit of a reality check to back to where they were. Then you got in the West Division, or the Diet Bronze, you have Militia at 4-2, and two, um, Pylon Pythons at 4-2. and two. Now, Pylon Pythons were not a team that I expected to jump up to the top of the division during this week, but uh, snagging two big wins over the Renegades and the Great Apes was absolutely needed to um, catapult them to a second-place spot as of right now. You have Renegades at 3-2. and two. They still have a couple games to catch up and play. I think they're the clear first-place team right now. After a rough loss last week, I think they have a chip on their shoulder, and they'll look to uh, absolutely decimate whoever they play next week. Stormcloaks, after tying the um, Phantoms, are at 2-2-1 two, two, right now. Then you have Abusement Park at 2-2-0. Two, two, and zero. Grape Apes at 2-3 and three now after two rough losses this week to the Violent Pythons and Abusement Park. They fall behind Abusement Park in the standings. Um, they're a team that melds very well together. Very smart guys. I think they can end up at least securing like a middle of the division spot as of right now. But to push towards the top after starting the season 2-3 and three is going to be a little bit difficult. But we'll look to see what Big Island his team do. Phantoms are at 1-2-1. and one. Like I said, if they can get their offense going, they only have 85 points against them. That is the least amount in the division by a lot, unless you're talking Stormcloaks. But most of the other teams have 100-plus points against except for the Phantoms. So it's going to be interesting to see how the um, Phantoms fix their offense, if they can end up playing a little bit better. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. And if they can um, end up getting a couple more wins underneath their belt, getting good seating for the playoffs and whatnot. And you got Team Highlight at 0-4. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I, I got nothing to say about you guys. You're a very athletic team. I don't know how you guys keep losing. Makes no sense to me. Absolutely no sense. Use 24 more often. He needs to get the ball more. Uh, I don't know. But um, then we're going to go down to the Plastic Division. We have Khaled at 4-0. They seem to be the clear front runners as of right now in the division. You have uh, Preachers at 3-3. Three three. Very high-powered offense. Not the greatest defense. So, um... If you have a high-powered offense, you may be able to keep up with the Preachers. And if you have a good defense, you might be able to get one or two stops. That's the key to victory against the Preachers. Um, the Tribe at 2-2, two and two, not a terrible team. They have a very good defense, not the greatest offense. So I think they'll end up performing maybe a second or third place team in this division. I don't know how the rest of the games pan out for them. Uh, you have Motley Crew at 2-3. and three. Show us your TDs at 2-3. and three. I'm not gonna lie, I'm very I'm very, very confused as to how Show Us Your TDs is as low as they are, seeing as they have 165 points for. But um they're a great team. Motley Crew also a very athletic team, so it's gonna be good to see if they can get some wins under their belt. They're definitely high powered enough offenses to actually um score and they're athletic enough to actually win games. So if they can uh stop making mistakes and stop getting really, really crappy calls then, um, you know, I definitely think they'll have a couple more wins under their belt. Definitely finish, like, a mid of the pack, at least not, if not, top of the division teams. Um, but again, these matchups this upcoming week will really separate the top from the bottom when it comes to uh, teams in the division. And you have Globo Gym, Purple Cobras. I thought they were more of a top team. They're now 1-3. I, I don't know what happened. They were, they were my top of the, they were, like, my second-ish place team 
when I was talking last week, and now them at one and three is really a uh, a wrench in the in the cogwheel. So uh, Globo Gym clearly not as good of a team as I thought they were in the beginning of the season. Uh, they must have just squeezed out a win or kept it close between a team that I thought you know they shouldn't have, and that gave me a skewed perspective on them. Unguarded one and four should be on five, but uh, you know they're one and four. 61 points for finally. Uh, 16 of those outside of the one game that they shouldn't have scored as much as they did. And they have 138 points against. So, uh, you know, not the greatest. And then Donnie's Angels uh, own five right now. I'm telling you, they're working out to be a really good team as of right now. Quarterback solid. Route running trees are solid. They just need to get the ball in their hands and keep it in their hands. And when they do... They will be a very, very, very high-performing team in this division, in my opinion. Also, Tooch might have to come off the bench and uh, sub in one or two receiving plays. Anyways, <clears throat> now that we're done with the standings, we're going to move into the week five, week six, week five matchups. Yeah, because it's week four, and I'm a week behind. So this is week five matchups. So... In the gold division, you have body bags versus money makers, and then pass and TDs versus money makers. I'm not even going to give predictions on these games or talk most, much about them because um, I don't know anything about money makers. Um, I'm going to call it even, I guess, for them and body bags. I'll give the perspective to pass and TDs. I'll give them a minus two and a half just because I think they're a team to beat in this division. So um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how those two games plan out. Then you have Gang Green with a doubleheader. At um, one and two, playing Pass Our Prime and Mean Machine 2.0. Now, Gary, 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 <clears throat> I love you, but why are you going to move Gang Green up and then put them against two of the teams that are in the lower half of the division? I think you should have gave them Mean Machine and like passing TDs. You pass Our Prime, the Money Makers, or something, but I don't know. I think Gang Green should have a little bit more of a competition. Than the lower two team or lower half teams in the division, but we'll see how those games um end up turning out. Um, oh my God, what was that quote? Number nine on Gang Green wanted me to quote him because during the game against Plan B, he said some hysterical shit. It's like strap your cocks on or something. I don't know what the hell it was, but it had me dying on the sideline. I don't know why. He's like strap your cocks on, boys. We're in for we're in for a something. I don't fucking know. But that had me dying. He also, like, bodied freaking Danny McClain on one of the routes. He, like, literally just stood there, put his shoulder forward, and McClain ran into him, and his feet came out from under him. It was, like, something from a cartoon. But, uh, yeah, so Gang Green's going to end up playing a doubleheader. I think they should have a little bit harder of a matchup, but uh, we'll see how they perform against the lower half of gold. If they end up with two wins, I wouldn't be surprised. But, um... We'll see how they end up faring against more of the top part of that division when it comes to the up-and-coming weeks. Then you have Terps versus 2-plus club. I think that's going to be an absolute shootout. I don't think there's any question about it. I think they're just going to be scoring back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. We might see 100-plus points out of that game. Um, I'm going to give it to 2-plus club. No doubt in my mind they end up coming out with the victory, but I think Terps keep it close in this one. Um, it'll be a real test, really, to see how well the Terps are performing this year if they can keep it close between two plus club I think they'll squeeze out victories for the rest of the year even if they don't I'm pretty sure everybody makes playoffs so um 
it'll be good for them when it comes to um <clears throat> when it comes to playoffs but you gotta hope that you don't finish too far down because if you do you might end up having to play you know one of the higher seeded teams and that's not good for your playoff uh, hopes right there so moving on to the silver division we have only three matchups war sharks versus plan b um i think that's plan b's game i'm gonna give it minus two and a half at least uh plan b clearly the first place team in this division war sharks are going to be a solid offense but not the greatest defense and travis might not even be there on sunday so we'll see how that pans out he's questionable i don't know his knees feeling I don't know if he's going to get up at 9 a.m. It's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, you have Outlaws versus Huffin' and Puffin' at 11 a.m. That's going to be a good game. I think Outlaws, when I say good game, I mean like a slugfest for one team that I'll enjoy watching because I don't mind the Outlaws. But uh, I think Outlaws are going to run over Huffin' and Puffin'. I'll give it minus 6.5. Huffin' and Puffin's been having a rough season. Outlaws need a victory to uh, pull themselves out from the middle part of this division. So uh, look to see them perform. And then Dr. D versus Comebacks. After the big win last week, I think Dr. D comes and beats the Comebacks, even though they're an ex-gold team. I don't know. I'm going to give it to Dr. D minus 2.5, but we'll see how that game per turns out. I still haven't seen the Comebacks play. I just know that they have not been performing well at all. So we'll see how that turns out. Then um, we have Dior versus Watkins in bronze. Um... I think in that game, I normally would say, ah, my voice cracked. Don't clip it, please. I'm having a hard time here. My fucking voice is really raspy. But uh, I think Dior is going to come out on top. I normally would give it to Watkins. I really would. I would give it to Watkins on any any other day. But uh, after their performance recently and after seeing Dior perform as well as, well as they have the uh, past couple of weeks, I think Dior... Looks to improve after a loss and uh, take this dub over Watkins. I'll leave it as a pick em, though, because I don't want to give the underdog too much credit. Uh, Brooklyn Woo versus Sea Park. I want to give my boys on Sea Park enough credit to say that Brooklyn Woo won't win this one, but I think Brooklyn Woo is going to win by at least a touchdown. Um, their high-powered offense is absolutely ridiculous, <clears throat> and it seems like the weak spot on Sea Park seems to be the safeties. But outside of that, their team's very, very, very well put together, and they're very athletic, so they could keep up with Brooklyn Wu, if not outscore them. So we'll see how that ends up playing out at 2 o'clock. You have Spartans at versus LMA at 3. I think the Spartans end up winning. LMA's taken a couple really tough losses, and uh, the Spartans took a really tough one last week. But I think the Spartans have more of a chip on their shoulder, and I think they're a little bit more versed in the uh, receiving game than LMA is right now. So, uh... We'll see them perform. Um, we'll see how Spartans end up doing. I don't know if they'll be missing anybody. I heard something about Nikki possibly might end up mi being missing. So uh, with Nikki Lagoria, that's a uh, big factor for that team. But I still think Spartans end up clinching this one. Um, team Highlight versus Monsters. I'm going to give that to Monsters. I might even go minus 14 because Monsters just put on a show against Watkins. And Team Highlight has not been performing very well at all. But... That being said, they have enough talent on their team to win. So Team Highlight could be that sneaky pick that I'm like, oh yeah, Monsters are going to blow them out, and then they end up winning by like two touchdowns or something. So uh, that'll be a game to watch. I don't think anybody's going to stay for the later games, like two, three, four o'clock games, but that'll be a good game. Uh, moving on to Diet Bronze, you have three games. You have Phantoms at 10 versus the Renegades. I hate to say, but I'm going to give it to the Renegades. Renegades, I think, are still 
Even though they're lower in the rankings now, I still think they're a first place in this division team. They've been playing together for a long time. They have a decent offense. The quarterback's not the worst, but he's not the best. I don't want to give him too much credit, but he's got a decent eye, and he's got a connection with his receivers. So that'll be a good game to watch. I'll, I'll leave it even because I, I don't want to give – because I think the Phantoms' defense is very good. It just depends on their offense. If their offense finally shows up, they're going to have a good game. If not, it's going to be the same thing where they struggle to score and their defense is uh, out there most of the game trying to make plays and trying to keep the uh, keep it close. Um, after that, it's Abusement Park versus the Stormcloaks. After the Stormcloaks tied with um, Phantoms, and the way Abusement Park's been playing, especially with their new quarterback, I'm going to give this one to the Abusement Parks. Um, I definitely think uh, the Abusement Parks. Yeah, multiple Abusement Parks. But um, I definitely think they'll end up winning this one um, by at least a touchdown. So I'm going to give them minus 6.5 to Abusement Park. That'll be a good game at 11 o'clock. And then Team Highlight, again, I told you plays Monsters at um, 4 o'clock. That will be a game where Team Highlight ends up losing. And then you have the Plastic Division, where we have Globo Gym, Purple Cobras versus Unguarded after Globo Gym lost last week. I definitely think they're going to come back with a um, with a vengeance and beat the ever-living piss out of Unguarded. I don't know, though, because kind of gave a new uh, energy to this team, new offensive threat, kind of got him vibing. So <clears throat> give credit where credit is due. I don't know if it was just him. I don't know what was going on, but, you know. He's been playing well. He scored his first touchdown. They finally are scoring two weeks in a row now. They've scored points, so good to see that going on. Uh, you got the Tribe versus Donnie's Angels. I think the Tribe's going to win, unfortunately. Um, if Donnie's Angels starts connecting on those passes and those routes, they could be my dark horse also for this division where it comes, I say, they end up losing and they end up winning by two touchdowns. So keep an eye on that game. I think that's going to be a very good game to watch. Um, 4 o'clock, we have Motley Crew versus the Tribe also. They're going back-to-back -back with a doubleheader. Uh, the Tribe and Motley Crew, both two younger teams, um, both very athletic kids, so it'll be good to see them playing against each other, see who's got uh, who's got the upper hand on, on one another, and it'll also give us, like I said, a uh, very good understanding of who's top and bottom in the division. And then you have the first-place team in Khaled playing Show Us Your TDs at 5 p.m., that's uh, going to be game, man. Um, our QB, Alberto, isn't available to play on Sunday, so he's not going to be there. It's just going to be the old ragtag group of uh, group of guys that have been playing. So it's going to be a fun time. Show out for that game. Show some support. Come say hi to the bucket hat. But uh, some maybe someone can come take pictures of me because, you know, I take pictures of all of you and no one wants to take pictures of my game, guys. be nice to get a little highlight or something once in now and then. Anyways... We move on. Um, I'm going to give that to Khaled if I'm being unbiased, them being, you know, undefeated and us having three losses. I think they're clearly a um, well-put-together team, but I don't know if they're well enough put together to not get beat. So we'll see to give them the first loss. They'll see to keep it undefeated. We'll see how that ends up turning out. And um, that seems to be the wrap-up of all the matchups and everything. All the teams, we do not have that many matchups this week. So, um, And again, I think a couple of the games will end up getting canceled due to rain. If you're on the grass, be careful. 
it's probably going to be slippery as hell because SJV just waters their turf and their grass. Or I swear they, they water their grass even when it rains and they go outside with a hose before we play on Sunday and they water their turf because it's soaking wet every time we play on it. It makes no sense. Even when it doesn't rain, it's soaking wet. But, <coughs> you know, um, that was the week five recap. That was the week six preview and yeah it's gonna be an interesting one i could finally i guess make a uh power ranking system seeing as uh i know most of the teams and everything as of right now um i kind of know where most of the teams stand i'm thinking of possibly doing like a cross divisional power rankings and just doing all the teams on a power rankings list because I think some of the silver teams could perform better than some of the lower-ranking teams in gold right now. Or I think some of the diet bronze teams can perform a little bit better than some of the bronze teams that are in the lower half of that division. So I think I'm going to put together a little bit of a power-ranking chart. I'll do that on the next podcast. Um, since I can't get together with all these captains and these players that I want to interview, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to take my phone, I'm going to go around, do secluded interviews with some of the players and some of the coaches, Get a little bit of your input on the league. Get a little bit of your input on the matchups that you guys are playing and everything. And then when I go home, I'll splice all that together, make a little bit of a montage, and then we'll put that out as the uh, captain's corner or player meet or whatever we want to call it. I, I don't know. We'll give it a name that's not corny. But um, we'll put that out. I'm hoping if I splice everything together properly, it'll be by Tuesday. But I haven't spliced really much besides, you know, me talking on here. And then if I pause or screw up, I just cut it out and then replace it with something else. So um, we'll see how splicing that goes. But I think that's going to be a fun little tidbit. We'll get to uh, get a little shit talking from a couple of the captains. We'll get a little um, input on their new on the new rules like I wanted to talk about. And then we'll get an um, input from some of the players on how they think their division standing is, how they think their team's doing, and how they think they'll do come playoffs and everything. So that'll be fun. Um, I appreciate everybody who ends up listening. I know a couple of you guys just cut to your division parts. You get there, you're like, oh, hey, all right, this is all I wanted to listen to, and then you cut out. But um, for all those who stick around and listen to the whole podcast, I really do appreciate it. Um, I've been trying to work on a couple different things. I have an outro coming. I have an intro coming. So those will be included in hopefully a week or two in the new podcast and everything. And then, uh, like I said, I'll have the uh, new portions where I do the um, where I do the captains' interviews and the players' interviews. And then I'll also have little tidbits on the Twitter, doing power rankings, doing plays of the week, doing shots of the week. Uh, Gary put up the other week, uh, the other day, it was a, the play of the week for, um, the gold team. They, the one kid went up and absolutely mossed it with one hand. It was absolutely beautiful play. I've never seen anything like it. It was an Odell-esque, but like he literally sunned the ball. Like it wasn't like he like had it in his hand and it just stayed there. Like he like literally grabbed the ball and palmed it. Like it was pretty impressive, but I think we're going to do a couple of those on uh the podcast twitter so you can look to follow the twitter at bucket hat toe tap if you go there you'll see a picture of julio jones with the uh, bucket hat on 
and you'll see the podcast posted there, and then you'll also see a couple of the new uh, upcoming segments that we'll have going on there. We'll have updates. If any of the games get canceled, I'll try to post that too, so in case any of you guys miss the text messages or anything, you guys will be updated on that. And then if you guys have any any questions about the league or anything, feel free to message me. If you guys have any questions on the rules or anything, feel free to message me because I've been going through the, uh, <clears throat> the rule book recently, and I know a couple of the teams still have questions based on some of the rules, and I've been trying to get clarification from Gary and the referees on a lot of the rules that um, seem to be very confusing as of right now. So I've been um, you know, trying to get clarification on that. So if you guys have any questions and I don't know the answer, I can figure it out for you guys, and then we can try to get more clarification so that we're not all getting penalties called on flags that are inconsistent or whatever because consistency in refereeing is all we ask for. We love you guys out there. We might yell at you because we end up losing the game, but it's it's football. We're going to yell at somebody, and you happen to be the only one there. That's not our teammates. And if we yell at our teammates, it's not going to be very healthy for team chemistry. So, you know, I, I don't think they mean anything personal, but I, I just think that consistency is all we ask for. And from what I've seen, the missed calls or a couple of the referees like, oh, well, I only called that because in the other league, and then the ref's like, well, yeah, that's the other league, not this league, though. And it's like, I just, you're going to be refing. Just know which rule book we're going on, at least. I'll bring a copy of it if I have to. I don't care. But, you know, whatever. But I'll see you guys at the field on Sunday. It'll be a really good day, hopefully, if this rain doesn't cancel a whole bunch of games and ruin them. Um, then we'll get to see some football later in the day. I'll put together the podcast and, you know, oh, that's one thing I haven't told you guys. I apologize for being late with the podcast. Also, you know, I had a uh, lot going on yesterday. I had a little bit of a scrimmage. A buddy of mine put together another co-ed team or another plastic division team that he's looking to introduce in the fall. So, uh, or the spring or in the fall or we're in the winter league. I don't know the spring, I guess. Yeah. So the spring league, he's looking to introduce that team. So I was scrimmaging with them last night. I recorded this really late, and then I was exhausted come, and I had work at, like, 9 a.m., so I just, I need to go the hell to sleep. I uh, went to bed. I edited this today. I ended up putting these little, uh, the little ending segment that I had. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys. I apologize for the late post, but this should be out, hopefully, by, like, 7, 7.30 on Friday. And, uh, yeah, you guys have been awesome. Thank you guys so much. Follow the Twitter. Go follow us on the Facebook on Mammoth Men, Mammoth Men's Flag Football League. Um, like I said, the Twitter is at Bucket Hat and Bucket Hat Toe Tap, or um, you could just follow the uh, the pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podbean. That's also very helpful, and you know helps me push towards like little things that uh, hopefully if we can get monetization out of this channel or whatever, like you know if you enough people start watching the podcast and everything. I could run like one ad in front of the uh, podcast. If we do that, I could start monetizing enough to hopefully put out like little merchandise or whatever. We do like little t-shirts or hoodies or I don't know if you guys support it enough to do that, but you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. But yeah, um, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you guys for tuning in and enjoy the rest of the evening. See you guys next week.